Welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, your total Ontario hunting podcast. This podcast is brought to you in part by Titanium Archery Products. TAP specializes in vibration control and enhances the stabilization for your archery equipment. Use code Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, no capitals, all one word, to get 15% off your order. This podcast also endorses a healthy living made from our friends at Kickaboo Spices, locally made in Ontario for hunters by hunters to help you enjoy all your wild game meats. Use Kika OOP for 10% off of your next order. Oh, and we're back. You like that new intro? There's a new intro, guys. Dude, you when like are that? you going to get that I do the intros? Oh, damn it. <laughs> One <laughs> of these <laughs> days, you will never. <laughs> Every never time I'm like, oh, no, Cam, I got this. He just jumps in and tells me that I basically have to shut up. <laughs> Wonderful. It's never a dull moment. <laughs> Why don't you uh, tell everyone what we got going on? New, something fresh. So Cam had that good idea last podcast about how we should kind of do like a wild game update about deer and stuff and uh this is basically gonna be our first segment into that um so like cam said you know it's gonna be deer updates about what's going on obviously like pre-rut rut what we're seeing when we're going out um stories that we're hearing from buddies going out and obviously the listeners calling in to say what they're seeing uh, we're also going to tack on a little bit of waterfowl in the end just because we know a lot of guys love waterfowl hunting as much as they love deer hunting and uh, I think it's going to be a pretty cool little thing. Yeah, so we're going to get uh, a couple special guests on. We're going to do this once a week, this whole kind of segment. It's going to be all what everyone's kind of seeing, um, like you said. And this week we are joined by a successful hunter, um, as you would have seen if everyone is following us on Instagram, Catherine and Jacob. So we have Catherine and Jacob on the phone again. Thanks, guys, for calling in. Um, no problem. I believe, Catherine, you were successful over the past week. Yes. And tell us about it. Well, it was our first sit because we had taken the October 1st Monday uh, off. And it was raining that whole morning, like just downpouring. And there was no point in us uh, us going out. And then we, we had been watching the weather that whole week. And it just it was not good. <laughs> Nothing was working in our favor, but Saturday we had seen that there was another storm coming, but it was a lot uh, further down south, so when we had woken up, we just decided to go. We're like, why why not? Like, you're not going to get anything if you're sitting on the couch anyway. Very true statement. <laughs> so we got in. We got in really quietly nice. because, because everything was so wet. <laughs> that, that's something that Cam hasn't learned to do yet. Give me a break. And we got up into the stand, and we sat for about, I don't know, when we got in there. It was about an hour before daylight. Yeah. Yep. And we could start hearing some noises, but it was still pretty quiet. And around, like, 7.30, I spotted a doe in his food plot. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know how far away the food plot is. The food plot's about uh, 40 yards from the tree stand. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of just watched her come in and Jacob had told me he was telling me whispering to me that she was coming in from the left but I couldn't see her and then I saw her basically staring right at me so I was like placed at you <laughs> usually I get so, all shaky at that moment so yeah when I had seen her in the food plot though I grabbed my crossbow down just got it ready because I had a feeling she would be walking by us. I didn't realize how close she'd get in, but I knew she'd be walking in front of us. So what was the final cutting distance for her? Uh, nine yards. Oh. Yeah, she, was, 
nice and clean. Nice and close. That's awesome. She was looking me like dead in the eye, basically, and I was just waiting for the chance for her to give me a shot. Right on. Well, congrats to you. Um, It's super exciting to get your first like that. Nine yards is pretty yeah. damn sweet, <laughs> especially uh, that you're out with the bow. Um, so r- really good on you. Um, so you are done for this year now. You are kind of waiting on Jacob to uh, fill the freezer as well. Yeah. yeah, we're waiting for him and his brother have a tag, so they're going to be filling those. Right on. Nice. Um, Jacob, why don't you jump into, uh, like, what's the deer activity been like out near your, your guys' area? Uh, we've been getting some daylight pictures on trail cameras. There's mostly small bucks and does. All our big bucks are still uh, nocturnal. Okay. Not really much like running activity or like pre-rutted. There's a couple scrapes popping up, some rubs, but they're not doing any chasing or like young bucks aren't really chasing right now. I know, Cam, you were saying you are seeing some sparring. Yeah, I had, uh, yeah, I'll get into that a little later on, but I had two bucks sparring, um, kind of right on my way out. Um, and that's, that's the second time that I've seen those two bucks. And I was actually just on, uh, Facebook a little earlier, a guy from 519 hunting and fishing and posted, he was seeing some sparring bucks as well tonight. So they're, um, I don't know. There, there's a lot of things that lead me to believe the rut could be coming perhaps a week early this year, um, yep. just based on what I've seen over the past years. But yeah, it's it's a little bit weird for them to be full on fighting the way they are. Maybe it might not be yeah. a territorial or really the dominance thing, but if they're playing, they're 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 definitely some aggressive dudes. My brother and I, we've been doing um, like hanging hunts on the one property. I have permission to hunt in Intercap. And uh, we went out opening day in the afternoon when the rain stopped. We didn't see any deer. We seen turkeys. And I shot right underneath uh, underneath a nice big hen. And we went back to that same property on uh, Sunday afternoon and had a small six-point and a doe come up to about 45 yards. My brother passed it. And then we had another doe come right to the base to stand at 10 yards. But, like, my brother couldn't get a shot because he's on one side of the tree and I'm on the other. Right. And uh, the doe walked out to about 20 in some thick brush and went right down like a creek bottom away from us so he couldn't get a shot at it. Well, it's a matter of putting in the hours and uh, hopefully getting back on top of it. Um, yeah. With, with this kind of display of heat kind of coming through, um it looks like we might get some okay weather for the weekend. Are you planning to get out then? What's what's your properties kind of look like uh, f- for this weekend? Well, I'm going to be going out Saturday morning for sure because you're talking about like a frost uh, Friday night. Yeah, we're getting down to uh, four degrees, I believe I seen last. Up here, it's like one. Oh, wow. And so you guys, you guys are what? Definitely, definitely be out. <laughs> you guys are only about an hour from us? Yep. Right on. So, like, the, la- the last cold front we got like that is when uh, I had seen some pretty good activity. So, hopefully, this weekend brings the same thing. Um, yep. I don't know if, unless the winds change, unfortunately, my, the spot where I've seen these other bucks, um, the wind's not really going to work into my favor. So, I might have to switch up uh, properties, or I might be going to hunt some birds. On Saturday, I'm going to hunt, like, Saturday morning, I'm going to hunt the property where uh, Catherine got her doe. Right on. With my brother. I'm going to put my brother in the same tree stand. Catherine got her doe out, and I'm going to a different one, a little deeper in the bush. 
And then uh, the afternoon, we're going to go back to the intertip property and try to do another hanging hunt and see if we can shoot the, either the small buck or a doe. Right on. Well, I hope that you are able to put something together this weekend. I need to, uh, one, I need to share more photos, and two, I like to see more deer down. Um, yeah. I appreciate the call in guys and I hope um, I hope to hear from you guys again soon I hope to hear from more people regarding deer updates uh, around Ontario and we will catch it you guys later alright so that's Jacob and that's Catherine yeah. and uh, if you guys want to follow them on Instagram it's uh, Catherine's is K-A-T-T-S-Z-E-D and uh, Jacob Gowdy is, uh, well, Jacob Gowdy 3, and that's J-A-C-O-B-G-O-W-D-Y-3. And, uh, you know, we've had them on the podcast before. Great people. Um, they're awesome to deal with. And uh, Catherine's killing it this year. She got a turkey in the spring. Now she got a deer in the fall. Absolutely. I think she's uh, giving Jacob a run for his money. I think she's giving uh, us for a run for our money. Usually that means he's going to prevail with uh, smashing a big buck for sure. And good luck to him. Uh, why don't you talk about what you've seen in the bush the other days? Yeah, so I've only been able to get out for deer once. Did a bunch of waterfowl this year so far. So uh, sat the other night, and it was the night that you actually saw your deer. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, was that the third? It would have been the third, yeah, yeah. October 3rd, we had that nice cold front roll through. Yeah, so I uh, originally I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get an extra trail camera up. I got off work late, and I'm going to go put up something up in my stand that I needed to, so... I uh, snuck out there, and then I was like, well, you know, I got about half an hour to 45 minutes of shooting light. I was just sitting in my stand, and uh, sure as shit, I was there for a little bit, and a little six-point walked by about 22 yards or so. And, uh, you know, he was just kind of sniffing around, eating, didn't see nose to the ground, didn't see huge signs of a pre-rut and rut. But uh, it's nice to know that this buck's still in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean... Like you said, it was a cold front coming in, so he's moving, going for some food. The corn just got cut on my field, so... Yeah, your corn's down quite early this year. Really early, and they did an awesome job at it because there's corn everywhere. Awesome. It's like the big, world's biggest bait pile. It's basically a... Uh, what are they called? <laughs> Free bait pile. It has... Oh, I forget the name, whatever. But yeah, it's just basically a giant bait pile. Right on. Um, yeah, you want to cover your night? I got yeah, a story after, um, but... Same day, really. Uh, October 3rd. I was able to get out. That was actually the Friday because it was after work. I shot out to the bush. Um, I had a good four and a half hour sit, and the the cold front did justice for sure. Um, I got into the stand. I was in there for about half hour. I always try to leave the half hour to an hour mark, and I don't usually call too much this time of year, but I did get on two soft tone little grunts. And uh, lo and behold, I had a four point, which I posted a video to the Instagram story. Um, he came walking right under my stand. He hung out for about 25 minutes, half hour. And uh, he was there maybe about 4.30. Yeah, he rolled up at about 4.30, left at about 5. And uh, never winded me. Um, he just carried on about his business. And later on to the night, um, I threw out, threw down one little rattle. It was a soft rattle. Everything I do this time of year, generally I aim to be settle. Um, it's nothing to, 
to blow anything out of the water. It's just to say that we're here. Um, you know, there's there's action. Come check out what this is. Yeah, so, is kind of what I'm getting at. So for the listeners, why don't you want to do really call out in this time of year so early? Well, usually in a real loud call is kind of an aggressive call. Right. So a loud call, think of it as an aggressive call. And that being said, an aggressive call. That's really when the bucks. I believe are starting to get into that pre-rut, if not the rut. Yeah, they're really showing dominance, and it's kind of early for that. Exactly, it's definitely early, uh, being early October. Um, but like when I get on the rattle bags closer to um, the rut, I am I'm hammering that rattle bag. There's it's a five minute sequence, it's a ten minute sequence, yeah. like it's constant, and I'll do that maybe two two or three times throughout a sit. I'll do a lot more grunts throughout a sit. Um, I'll also use doe bleats through a sit. Yeah. This time of year, I'll only You don't want to use estrus to... bleats before the rut? <laughs> yeah, r- right now, <laughs> middle of September. Horny oh, doe. <laughs> yeah, horny doe. <laughs> middle of September. September. Well, it'll bring something in for sure. <laughs> um, no, so I stay away from the bleats altogether. Um, next week, I will probably bust out one or two bleats. Uh, but this week, I'm still sticking to those soft, subtle grunts. Yeah. Um, so on my way out, I, I've been targeting a buck now for this would be year number four. What's He's his name? 10 point. I don't have a name for him oh, okay. because he's a different buck than what I thought he was. Okay. So if you got a cool name, message it. I'd be happy to use it if it's cool enough. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, it's the one that was on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, you can a, see what he looks like and name him. I think it would be his uh, his um, G3 is split, which is super cool. It's probably about a three-inch split out of the top of that. So that looks super cool. And we're not naming them scissors. Yeah, no, not no scissors. I don't even like that at all. Um, but he was out there and he was sparring with a eight point and they were hammering at it for the longest time. I thought it was branches going not something walking through the bush. And I was just like, well, it's, it's not making an appearance today. So I got down, gave myself a little bit of time to walk out in case I did see anything. And 40 yards, I spot these two going at it. So eight point, definitely shooter, 10 point on the list. Um, and I just, I kind of waited it out. I still had a little bit of time left. The eight point came into about 20 feet. Um, and the 10 point waited for him at the field edge, literally just watched as a good mature buck would do. And, um, so I, I waited for this 10 point to come across. He didn't give me the chance. I ranged him at 40. Um, at this point it had just, it had gotten too dark. I wasn't willing to make the shot and the eight point, he must've caught a bit of me, a bit of wind. It was an east wind for me to walk out. So unfortunately I did have a six kilometer an hour wind to my back, but he jumped about 50 feet back into the middle of the field and that was it. They continued feeding, they continued fighting and I slowly walked out of there. So right on. That was, uh, that was my first set. Yeah. My second set, I see another buck. I see the eight point and I, I still can't make out. Uh, I was on my way out again, same wind. Um, uh, it was a four kilometer an hour East and I couldn't make out what the other deer was walking out. It was pretty well dark and the eight point just jumped off. I didn't get no snorting, no wheezing. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, they're walking these crosswinds and I, I pattern them to wind to their backs, but they're walking complete opposite. So I'm just going to have to put out some more hours. I picked up a spotting scope, which I'm going to be using, go after work, spend a few hours and just see if I can see what kind of winds they're walking in. Yep. 
Don't and what about it. you? You you seen some more? Uh, so buddies had yeah. they were scouting for geese and they saw two decent deer, two eight pointers, um, in the back of the field, about three, two. I think they said two fifty yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're watching through the binos and they were tickling antlers at first and they started going pretty aggressive at it, which is kind of a weird thing for this early. I mean, it, tickling antlers isn't a weird thing, but full on fights is a little bit odd. I think at this time of year. Yeah, the pushing um, 30 yeah, feet back like and forth. like trying to kick them down. Uh, it's a little weird. But uh, I don't know, maybe the cold front's coming in and the rut might start a little early. We got another we'll one see. this weekend. I'm hoping that can play uh, play the same game it did for us in the first yeah, week. Yeah, I agreed. Um, but anyways, yeah, so these two are going at it, and all of a sudden they stopped, and they're like, why? That's weird, because they just both just stopped fighting, stared at each other, and then they both kind of turned to the other end of the field. Um, outcomes is massive. They said it was, they counted at least 13 points through binos at 250. Really? So they said the two eight pointers, when they were looking at them without binos, you couldn't make antlers. You can make antlers on the big guy. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a, a doozy buck. of a deer, of a deer. Um, but anyways, he came out, both deer stopped. He charged one of them, beat the shit out of one of the deer. And the other one just kind of went on his way because he didn't want to deal with that. Um, so, I mean, that big buck's kind of showing a little bit of aggression and a little bit of, his territory. Yeah. As uh, far as I'm concerned, they're still in their bachelor. Groups. Yeah. Three together. Um, it's, you know, I've seen, I've had five bucks this year in a group that I've seen twice on the camera, the same camera, and they're all traveling within the same, you know, five minutes. So I can point out that they're five different bucks that they're traveling the same time. They're together. I've seen three of them. So I don't know. They're definitely still in the bachelor groups. Will this week play out to be, they start separating. It's quite possible. There's lots yeah. of, it seems to be lots of maybe not so much play fighting, but a little more aggression coming, yeah. coming to the side of things. Um, so tech tips kind of for everyone going out, do you want to talk about, uh, hunting like atmospheric pressure and kind of, so I'm um, really just obviously into wind the pressure myself, but obviously a low pressure is going to, it's going to be docile. It's going to keep those deer maybe bedded down. It's relaxed. It's comfortable. High pressure is definitely going to get them up and moving. Um, obviously play your wins. That's one thing I I've never really done well at. Obviously I just get too damn excited to go out in the bush, but I I definitely do try and patrol it a little bit more. Uh, I'm always trying to walk in with the wind to my face. Now having that same exit, uh, with the wind in your face, it's, it's really hard to make that exit. So like I use this, this app, it's the Drury outdoors deer cast app pretty good it tells you barometric meter it tells you pressure it tells you wind and it tells you whether in your area the deer activity would be good or bad so far it's it's panned out great it has been worked up to snuff for everything i've seen so i'm going to keep using it Um, i do check the wind throughout the whole sit i don't use a wind indicator i just don't have one so i'll often just check that make sure my wind is still good if i can walk out with a wind to my back it's got to be like a four kilometer or five kilometer an hour wind less um and i've got my wind facing a field so yep when i'm walking in it's blowing into my face but it's blowing towards the road in an open field likewise when i'm walking out it's now just to my back um into an open field so i'm going to try and maintain that now if i if you got corn standing you kind of don't want to follow that scenario because a lot of deer rummaging through those stocks still so that's kind of my little tidbit soft settle calls um you can use a doe call you can use a bleat i don't 
I don't figure she's going to respond to it. You might have something little come yeah. walking by. Yeah. But you made a point about um, that buck you seen nosing. Yeah. Well, I, I don't suspect any of them are really going to be nosing after no. a bleat right now. No, and I, I don't think, uh, I think if you're after a doe at this time of year, it's better off to use a uh, fawn call. Yeah. Kind of make her look for a fawn. Yeah, uh, a lot of calls will have a, like a young doe. Yeah. So that's, that's a great YD on a lot of calls I've used. So use that call and yeah, I use the uh, Primos Rut Roar. Yeah. And it's got, I think, five different sets of calls. So you just move like this little rubber grommet up and down. Yeah, the and little, yep. It, it can kind of adjust the tone. So that's kind of my tidbit. I'm yeah. I'm certainly not putting down monster bucks, but you know what? I, I do what works for me. So yeah. again, message me what works for you. And yeah, we'd love to yeah. hear from you guys. We yeah. Again, we heard from uh, Jacob and Catherine. That was great. And we hope to hear more next week. Um, yeah, so that's enough whitetail. Why don't we, why don't we chat some birds? Yeah, so I'm going to cover a little segment on waterfowl. Let's and, do it. Uh, I guess to start our group shot three bands two days ago, Thanksgiving Monday. So shot two bands or three bands, sorry, uh, one single banded and one double banded goose, uh, three year old birds banded 100 yards from where we shot them. <laughs> so migratory geese usually go back to the same spot in case anyone's wondering. Migratory. Yeah. They migrate. <laughs> they come back. Migrate to the same damn spot. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. I got excited to call them in and then I called them in and they're like, yep, that was banded here. I was like, Oh, okay. I, that's a hundred yards that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I banded that one. <laughs> I know where that was banded. Um, actually, I texted the bander and I said thanks for the ban. He just told me to stop shooting his bands. <laughs> <laughs> Had a laugh. But anyways, uh, you know we're seeing with that cold fronts, we're seeing birds move. Mm-hmm. I think cold fronts are essential for every animal. Are they now? Are these birds? Are they going south when yeah, you oh see yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, flocks. Flock sizes. Can you talk on flock sizes? Uh, so the ones that we, I've been seeing are mostly twenties, thirties. Um, but I'm starting, starting to see the migrators, which if you don't know what I mean by migrators is if you see like Canada geese and they're hundreds of yards in the air and the huge V, those are migrators, mm-hmm. you know, they're traveling a long line of distance. They're right. so high up because they got a long ways to go. They're just going to stay high. If they're low, usually they're going to water the loafing pond. They're going to feed, like they're not going crazy distances at those heights. Um, so if you see those giant, giant V's really high up in the air, those are migrators. Um, so I'm seeing a couple migraine flocks here and there, but mostly it's just a lot of birds that were pushed down from that last cold front. Um, so, you know, they're going after the food, they're going after their loafing ponds during the day. Um, and in the evening they're returning to their roosting ponds where they're going to sleep. So, uh, yeah, most flock size is about 20, 15s, um, some small ones, but not a lot of big ones. Um, I don't know if this is kind of a, a normal question, really, but you're seeing the, the 20 to 30 flocks. Yeah. Are they kind of coming in at 20 and 30, or you know when you're you're Oh, kind you mean of like it's there? like six and then another six right yeah, away? Yeah, like are they coming in in those flocks that you're seeing up in the air? Are you still are you seeing some still just branching off? No, so like a lot of the flocks that are coming in right now are the full-size flocks. Like if there's 15 in the flock, there's 15. Yeah. Um. We if we if fifteen pass over, usually you can try to make one or two of them break off by calling or flagging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if they don't want anything to do with the field they're in, then they don't really stop for us. Yeah. But you can usually pull a couple of them off, which are really nice to shoot because there's only two of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, that being said, if it's if a flock wants in the field when we do our scouting and we know there's a bunch of birds in that field, get permission for it. We'll usually see that number of birds come into the field. 
Okay, um, good to know. Yeah, most of that is not because of our, you know, insanely good calling or awesome, Who's amazing spread. That, that's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh, you. <laughs> um, but th- that being said, usually we can, those geese wanted the food to start. It's yep. just now they know, oh, look, there's other geese down there feeding. Obviously, there's still lots of food there. So there's a bunch of calls right now that we're using to mimic food in the really heavy food fields. Um, aggressive kind of calling to let them in, like a lot of um, hiccups and a lot of spit clucks and a lot of aggressive calls that show dominance in feeding. So that's working for us. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I mean, same as the ducks. You know, we did a woody hunt uh, on the weekend too, and they the woodies we were kind of catching in their loafing pond. We got permission to this little swampy loafing pond. Um, so, that you know, they're flying into there. Uh, got a touch up on my woody calling it kind of sucks <laughs> but they want in there so i mean we're seeing the birds that go there they're coming back and i think with this cool temperature that's coming we're going to get a lot of new birds in our area and i think that's like i was saying you know cold temperature is amazing for all animals deer hunting those cold temps you want mm-hmm. um you know bird hunting it keeps the birds moving because not only is it cold and the birds want to migrate south but they're migratory. They're, They're migratory. migratory birds. Absolutely. But when it's cold, animals want food. Yeah. And most hunters hunt food, you know, plots or bait piles or fields. Mm-hmm. So that do you guys do anything too. different um, for heading into the field, like time-wise or anything for this um, year? Yeah. So if the hot days, we kind of go. I asked Marcello these questions because he just doesn't invite me to go with him. Those bands were amazing. And if you were there, we would have had to split. <laughs> Asshole. It would have been so much harder to split three bands. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um yeah, so I mean, like, with this warmer temperature that we had throughout the long weekend, um, I find that you don't need to be there as early for geese. Like, because it's so hot, they're going to stay loafing for longer, and they don't want to fly because it's hot. So later on in the day, they're going to push. Same as, like, hot mornings, they're going to fly lady- later. Same as, you know, really foggy mornings, they're going to fly later. Um, if it's sunny in the morning, they're usually going to fly a little earlier. If it's foggy at night, they might fly a little earlier to counteract it. So they still have light, but yeah, with the hot temperatures, definitely a little bit later. Um, it's not like we have to, you know, stealth in there. Um, I know I didn't say I want to talk about this, but it just reminded me about the prank on shrimps because I was going to say, you don't need to use scent cover for migratory (laughs) birds, but, uh, yeah, we definitely got, we definitely got Devin by Uh, making him cover himself. Tell the story. Yeah. So we convinced, uh, shrimps to bring scent color for a migratory bird hunt. So he shows up and I'm like, hey, like uh, there's three of us in the field. We're like, hey, Devin, like, uh, do you bring set color? He's like, wait, you were serious? I was like, yeah, man, like we're already covered up. What are you doing? He's like, I didn't think they could smell like that. We're like, yeah, man, you know, they're wild animals. So like, oh, okay, so like uh, we, out of the back of the truck, we pull it. <laughs> you know how most scent colors are in sprays? Yeah. No, no, we had the refill jug. So we're like, all right, here you go, man. And he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? We're like, dude, just like put it on your hands, cover it, like spray it on your face. Anyways, he was like dousing himself in it, rubbing it on his face and crap and Anyways, we all start bursting out laughing. He's like, you guys are assholes. And, uh, that is awesome. I <laughs> love that. That story just doesn't get old. No, it's amazing. Anyway, so, you know, obviously we don't have to do scent killer stuff, but yeah, what we're doing differently in these warmer temperatures is we're going a little later. Um, birds just aren't flying. And so with the cold front, if there's birds in our area, it's going to be awesome because they're going to be wanting food pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hopefully they're... I mean, we'll see what this weekend brings, but I'm itching to get after some birds. Yeah, I, I want to get some birds. I want to see some birds down, some bands down, and some deer down. Like, is that yeah. too much to ask for? Yeah, I know. You know, all I want is two 12-pointers. <laughs> and, like... That's not much at all. No. 
or one twenty four pointer. I'd be happy yeah, with that. Yeah. <laughs> Setting records, Boone and Crockett. Here we come. <laughs> That'll be one way to boost OOP. No shit. Yeah. Um, so I would be... hope that we could get something like five hundred likes on any given image to something like that. Yeah, it'd be awesome. If you guys have us on Instagram, please uh, like our photos. Yeah. We like that. Yeah, I don't want to see anything photos. under 100 likes. We're doing pretty good. If we I get, get under 100 likes, I'm just going to start picking random and removing people. <laughs> but uh, the guys, have been, everyone's like listening has been pretty awesome for liking. <laughs> no, we do want to say thank you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's our first weekly little segment of, you know. Yeah, we're going to keep them short and sweet, and we're going to hammer these out. Maybe we can get them to you in five days piece instead of yeah. seven. Yeah. And We'll do our best. The more we hear, the longer the episodes. So, yeah. Message us. Um, and to end, you know, we still have that t-shirt promo on right now. So if yeah. you guys want a t-shirt, DM us, size, uh, they're $20, free shipping. And uh, we're basically going to get them out to you, whatever you want. And uh, let us know your size, and that's awesome. We've so. had a couple of requests uh, regarding, I'm sure you've seen the messages, for hats and or sweaters. Yep. Um, and as I've told a few people before, I'd be happy to pump out a few more items. Yeah. Um, I am looking to get rid of a few more items. So... I'd like to get rid of some more t-shirts before I start getting in some hoodies, but we are getting into hoodie season, so I am uh, starting to look at those, and hats will be coming. Um, now, there will just be a couple kind of promo hats, so if you like one, what you see, message us, let us know that you listened to episode number 20, and we can hook you up with a t-shirt for $20. Thank you, everyone, for chiming in. We will see you guys next week for our wild game reports.